Welcome to season three of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready to turn your setback into a comeback? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get started on your new beginning. Welcome to today's episode. I am so excited that you could join me for season three of Sadie's Divorced and Happy. There are only three episodes left, and today's is extra delicious. Okay, you and I both know it's football season, but today you and I, we're going to discuss a different competitive sport on the podcast, pole dancing. I know the power of the pole. Pole dancing taught today's guest, sensual embodiment coach and owner of Sweet Spot Life, Samantha Fisher, how to have faith and strength in herself. And Sam is so excited to teach you how to let go of some old beliefs around your body and what you can really do with it. I know you're curious, aren't you? So am I. But before we take a twirl on the pole with Sam, it's time to ask her some burning questions burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Okay, I am actually on location today. I am in Hudson, Wisconsin, neighboring city with my (laughs) delicious guest, Sam Fisher, who is an intimacy and sensual embodiment coach. Now, I've talked a lot of coaches, Sam, but you are the first intimacy and sensual body coach that I have interviewed. So I am so excited to have this scrumptious chat with you, but we have to start it out with some burning questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. She is ready. Okay. (laughs) 60 seconds is on the clock and these have been tailored just for you. Okay. Which is more of a workout, being on the pole or sex? Sex. (laughs) How do you feel when you're on the pole? Like 10 feet tall. Is pole dancing part of a feminine movement? Yes. What do you love most about your body? I do I have to list just one? You don't, but you get a couple. Yeah, Breast, ass, my belly, my ever all of it, my entire body. In addition to pole dancing, what else turns your body on? Oh my god, people loving themselves. True or false? Pole dancing is only for women. False. Have you ever participated in a pole fitness competition? No. Ah! (laughs) What about life after divorce has surprised you? Oh my God, the freedom. Yeah. So good. In how many cities and countries have you taught pole dancing? I'm going to say 10, but maybe it's more than that, probably. What right now is making you especially happy? Learning and healing things, old things with myself. Hmm. Well, I have been waiting to have this conversation. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. Can you feel it? I'm I think so excited. can feel it. <laughs> so I met Sam. Okay, a little bit of a backstory, and then we're going to talk about Sam's backstory. So about a year ago, I was encouraged to watch this documentary, <laughs> Strip Down, Rise Up. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And that the documentary is about the S factor, which is what, Sam? Pole dancing. Sensual embodiment, really, actually. And these women... In this documentary, their stories were so impacting. It was so moving. It was so powerful. I had every feeling after Mm -hmm. watching that documentary, and I recommend it to everybody. I'm like, I have to try pole dancing. And then about six months later, at a a, a ladies' night out, my girlfriend's like, guess what? I met a woman who teaches with the S factor. And I'm like, what? I mean, literally, I was like shaking. I'm like, oh, my God. 
And Sam and I had a delicious time with the rest of the ladies, and I asked if she would be on the podcast. So I'm so excited and enthusiastic and just can't even contain myself because I want everyone to know how fantastic pole dancing is. And I want to hear, first of all, how did you get into this? What is your story with the pole? How did the pole come into your life, Sam? Yeah, I uh, had my first son 20 years ago, and I saw Sheila Kelly on Oprah and she was teaching and she pole dancing. S- she S-Factor. started S Factor. Okay. And in, in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta try this. I wanna try this. And so it took me a it took me some time, a couple of years. I had another baby and then finally I signed up for class. And that was about sixteen years ago now. And I never turned back. What was that first like for you? Because I, I can imagine be a little daunting maybe initially oh yeah I signed up to take an intro class three times and did not show up for any of them and finally I signed up to do just the eight-week series is what we had at that time and I thought all right I'm just gonna go try this exercise for eight weeks and it's either gonna work or it's not whatever I mean I'm gonna have fun I'm gonna enjoy it maybe not but I am going to do this for eight weeks. I was scared out of my mind. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I originally started to spruce up my marriage. I, I was like, I'm in my mid-20s. I have two kids. What am I doing? And so maybe pole dancing is going to enliven my sex life. You were young. I mean, at that time, did you know your body well? I did not know my body well in my mid-20s. No. Not even close. No. Not, not even at all. <laughs> no. How did pole dancing help with that? It actually took the outside opinion of myself out of the equation and brought me into more deeper connection with myself, really loving my body, appreciating what she can do, appreciating who she is, and being comfortable in my curves. So like feeling sexy versus thinking what's sexy. Versus what's trying to be what society says is sexy, like owning your ooh-la-la. Owning the (laughs) ooh-la-la. Absolutely, yes. So you you committed, it was transformational, and then you started teaching. Yeah, so I committed. I took a student journey for probably about six months before I said, I'm, I want to become a teacher. I'm going to teach this movement, movement to women. Watching the way that it changed me and my sisters who were in class with me. And my sisters I'm talking about, I'd never met these women before. And they just became, you know, my sisters essentially. And I needed, knew I needed to pass this on to other women. Because the S factor, just from my little bit of an introduction through the documentary and through knowing you, it's not just about pole dancing. It's about really connecting with your body, your feminine energy. Yeah. Your feminine essence, everything about your body, connecting to your power, your own power, creating a community. I had never, in society, we don't cherish women. We judge them and break them down however we can. And this was the first space that I had come to where it was so celebratory of women, of every woman, 19 to 70, 90 pounds to 300 pounds and everything in between. So it's about community. When I first was divorced for some years ago now, I remember just reconnecting with my body in such a powerful way and really having a sexual renaissance. Did pole dancing benefit your sex life? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's it a story did. there, listener. I'm getting hot. She's taking her sweater. Ooh, we're undressing in the interview. Ooh. A layer has been removed, listener. How about you? The listener's like, I need a drink. 
I would say actually the knowledge that I have of my body and the empowerment in my body helped me to actually go through a divorce. So it was a reclaiming in a different way of what already stood there. That so, makes sense. Yeah. So it was really powerful. Really powerful. Yeah. I was on the website today before this interview and there was a quote that I want to share with the listener and have you respond to. And the quote was, your body misses you. It's such a good quote. Most people in society walk around not in their body, experiencing life in their body, alive in their body. They're just putting one foot in front of the other and going through the motions, maybe because that's all you have the capacity to do. Or maybe it's because you just don't fully understand or grasp the body that you live in. So that is true. Like, how are you paying attention to how you're getting dressed? Are you paying attention to what you're putting on your body or, or what you're doing to your body? Are you in it? Are you experiencing life in bliss in your body and pleasure in your body? Uh, another part of the quote that really stood out too is when we're in our bodies or when we reclaim our bodies, we reclaim our stories and our truth. Yes. What truths have you reclaimed, Sam, doing pole for 16 years? This is my body. I get to determine and decide what works for her, what feels good for her, what feels good on her. Nobody gets to tell me what to do with my body and nobody gets to tell me what to wear or how to behave or act or who I should be. Yeah, it's my fucking body. <laughs> it's not anybody else's. <laughs> I love that. Yes, I agree. And do you feel that, you know, when it comes to that type of power, that type of attitude, how does that affect other areas of your life? I mean, if you feel that confident about being in your body, owning your truth that way, how do you how do you see that having impacted your life all around? I mean, I just move, I think, with the knowledge that this is my life. I get to choose. I get to determine what I'm doing. And it's not up to anybody else to tell me whether this is right or wrong. Like I it's just a deep knowing within. And I dictate the rules in my body. I dictate the rules in my life. And I get to choose who gets to be in that space with me. And pole dancing got you to that place. Yeah. Help connect the dots because I'm really intrigued. I know divorce has helped me get to yeah. that place more so than I have ever been in my life. But I want to yeah. hear how pole dancing got you to that place. Absolutely. I'm. You know, the thing is, is that we often don't believe there are certain physical things that we can do with our bodies. Like, oh, that's too hard. I'm sure listeners are going to be like, I could never swing myself around a pole. Actually, you can. And I can teach you. And what you f the, the feeling that you get from being able to accomplish something that you don't think that you can is so big. So I remember when I first started taking class, I could go upside down. I mean, it took, it took a couple of months, but I could go upside down on the pole and I had this incredible secret that I'm walking down the street or I'm at a playground. There are poles at children's playgrounds on their play equipment, right? I could pull myself upside down on this and hang from here and do pole tricks. And I can tell people or not, but it was kind of the superpower of my own that helped give me the confidence of, I can do something without somebody else telling me that I can. This is actually all on my own. I'm creating this by myself with the assistance of a teacher teaching me how to do it. But <laughs> I can go upside down on a pole and do ridiculously fun tricks and I can choose to tell you that or not. And so there's a certainty and, a, and an empowerment in that. And the confidence. I mean, yeah. I, I think for me after divorce, because I haven't done pole dancing yet, so I can't not wait to yet. add that to the mix. 
can't wait to add it to the mix. But I think for me, after divorce, what you've just said, I won't reiterate all of your beautiful words, but has been my experience. Yeah. Like I can get through, so I can do something difficult. Yeah. I can be bold. I can change my life in a radical way. So, you know, no, no more telling me what I can no. and cannot do. No more limiting me. Right. Right. And I don't need your help. I can do it on my own. And sometimes help is okay too. Uh, absolutely. I listen, I love help, but in terms of pole dancing, you have to do it on your own. You have to do oh, it on your own. Like heist you over the pole. Right. Gonna- I mean, they will in the beginning, <laughs> but you're really, you know, your goal is to get here to do this thing. And so what do you have to do to prepare yourself to be able to go upside down? That's only you can do that. Somebody else can't get into your body to give you the strength to do that. I agree. Yeah. So have I told you about the Red Room experience? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, you have to visit. We ladies have so much fun there. And I think we're reading this book called Come As You Are. Yeah. Oh, and it's have, phenomenal Isn't book. it fantastic? Yeah. The essence of one of the chapters was, it was on orgasms. Mm-hmm. It, was a fun, it was chapter eight, if you want to read the book. <laughs> it's a great book. It's a great book. And the author was saying, basically, it's a mental game. You know, it's not, it's not about your anatomy, even like what size Mm -hmm. your clitoris is or how big a penis is or what kind of vibrator you're using. It's all about what's in your headspace. And it sounds like I would assume pole dancing is similar. Like you have to believe like I can do this. I have the ability to do these tricks on a pole because right now I don't know if I'm a believer, but I'm going to get there. (laughs) You are. Can I do it? (laughs) Yes. I can do it. But isn't that a similar correlation yeah. a lot like a lot in life you have to believe absolutely you can and then you do it and you're like oh shit what can I do next oh my yes. god this is amazing I could do so many things yes yeah I totally got, I got the tingles okay speaking of tingles we often associate pole dancing with strip clubs yep and I want to talk about that today because the male listener not to just assume that only men go to strip clubs but I think possibly maybe when men hear pole dancing that's maybe the first thing they think of is a strip club but actually yeah. I want the male listener to think about doing it mm-hmm. and participating so how can we get beyond that association it's so limiting it's, it's filled with a lot of judgment absolutely I love strip clubs I think they're great I love to celebrate women I think that you know it's brave for women to go and dance and do it naked or half naked and regardless of what their story is or how they got there, it's still insanely fucking brave to go stand up and do that. I couldn't do it. I, I could, but it'd be really bad. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I, I would be like, okay, I think I'll try this. It would not be graceful, Sam. Uh, it's, uh, we can get there. It's an art form, it's, clearly. It is an art form. But this isn't... But there's that connotation. Like, it, there's it so is. much negative. Like, let's, re- let's debunk that some tonight. Today yeah. In this interview. No, it's, it is... There's nothing wrong with a woman being in their body. I mean, in a strip club, she's in ownership. She's deciding whether she wants to get some money or not, right? There's like some kind of way of, you know, we ha- we have become so sexualized, women, men too. But in this way, there really are poles on children's playgrounds. I don't know why we made this to be such a bad thing. You know, it is, there's freedom in swinging around a pole. You can fly. Who doesn't want to fly? Where's the adult playground? I right? guess it's the pole dancing. It's the pole class. dancing. Yeah. But when you allow a body, to, a, a, a female, to be in her body, there's so much beauty in witnessing the pleasure of that and taking it out of, there's nothing wrong with strip clubs, but being able to play in and around it in a 
in a club or outside of a club, I just think is so important. And it's not bad. It's what kids grow up doing. And then we tell them that it's bad, that they shouldn't swing around a pole, except they're just walking around a pole to get their feet off the ground to feel like they're flying because everybody wants to fly. I have never been to a a strip club, but what I'm hearing in your sharing is that the empowerment, the bravery, the courage. Yeah. And I think oftentimes we think of people who strip as something terrible must have happened to them. Why would they do this? And that's not fair to put that on everyone. It's not everyone's experience. No, I agree. That's what I'm saying. It's not a fair. It's not. I don't know why we as a society did that, but it's where we are. I think the really great thing is, the idea around pole has changed so much. 16 years ago when I became a teacher, it was not the sport that it is now. And it was definitely like, no, we don't do that. And we don't talk about it. And I guess probably in some cities and states, we still believe that. But pole has become such a mainstream sport that I think it's more accepted now than it used to be. Oh, it's such a great segue to my next question. <laughs> because what is the difference between... Pole fitness and pole dancing. You know, I think of pole fitness. I'm going in. I'm I am performing a trick. I am doing these specific, very specific exercises to get strong and to be able to just do pole tricks. There's nothing wrong with either of them. All of them are fantastic, I believe. It's just, for me, where I was introduced to pole was more of a sensual movement. It was more of a going inward, and what I could do on the trick is great. What tricks I could do on the pole were great, but it wasn't about that. It was more about getting in tune with my body. So that's how I view pole dancing, and my pole dancing in particular, because there are so many different types of ways that you can dance and move on the pole. So for the male listener again, yep, I'm, I'm really here to help your divorce dad. <laughs> Women in general haven't been given permission to be sexual beings in yes. the same way men have, in my opinion. I yeah. think the patriarchs kind of made these decisions on how men get to show feelings, which is not really, and women get to be sexual, which is not really. Yep, You can be a little bit just a little bit. Just a titch. The way that we want you to be. Right. But we're yeah. going to have a lot of control and say on this. So I want I want the male listener to also hear from you how he can get more in touch with his body. Because I don't know if men are as in touch with their bodies the way we think they are. I don't, I don't think they are, actually. I think we as society have created men to be a certain way as well. Right. Very um, limiting. It's also limiting. so limiting, Ooh. right? Don't <laughs> feel this. Don't do this. Right. This is how you're supposed to act, which is not true at all. I, men, go swing around a pole. I don't know where you can do it here, but you should go swing around a pole. Men have. I've seen some incredible videos of men doing pole tricks. But other ways that you can get in touch with your body as a man, you know, doing martial arts, like creating, being in a breath practice being in a space where you can slow down and shut out the outside world I mean those are ways to get into your body so where can you do that and that you know can look like many different things I don't really speak to the men so I I don't know what I would tell them to do except you should go swing on a pole because it's fun (laughs) I think you should teach some men how to swing on a pole I think they would sign up in droves. The Hudson guys would be in a long line. 
I don't know. I'm not sure. You could do like a date night. Uh, Totally. Like a pole dancing date night. Yeah. That would be, because that's kind of kinky and fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'd be like, who can I take to that? I might tie you to the pole. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Handcuff you to the pole. (laughs) Could do some fun role play with the pole. Tie you to the pole while I swing around. Absolutely. There's so many different choices. Dad, you know you want a date like that. They're flying to, he's on, he's on the internet looking for airfare to Hudson. He's like, where is Hudson? You fly into Minneapolis. <laughs> well, I'll get a van for all the dads. Great, so we're going to carpool from Minneapolis to Hudson. Awesome. Okay, let's, yeah. we're going to work that out later. <laughs> okay. For the listener though, who really does want to, well, first of all, I would love everyone to watch that documentary. It's a phenomenal documentary. Strip down, rise up on yeah, Netflix. I'll on have Netflix. that in the show notes, listener. Yeah. Were you part of that documentary? Were you? I was. I got to be one of the teachers in that documentary. What was that like for you? It was really incredible. You know, watching women shed shame and uh, let go of old beliefs and societal beliefs and let go of their own shame in their body and really be in touch with themselves and create a deep love for themselves is something that's kind of priceless and words can't put on to be able to experience the, the light bulb moment when you see them like, oh shit, this is how it feels. Okay. And there are some phenomenal women that are documented or that are followed in that, in that movie. Um, not just S factor, but They're all, it's so relatable. It's so beautiful. Just yes. the stories. No matter and, yeah. what your journey's been as a woman, I am confident you could find something about that story, the stories that you could relate to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so watch the documentary now. What else? I mean, if you live in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and you're not close <laughs> to your studio, I mean, where, where could people... Yeah. How can they go on the internet? Like, how can they do this? You could go on the internet. I teach virtual classes. I teach in-person classes. You could find... A virtual pole dancing class. So I teach a virtual movement class, okay. which leaves the pole out of it, and okay. it's just more of getting in touch with your body, essentially. And So spicy. Oh, it's so spicy. It. It's so fun. So spicy. There's so many options. There are so many options. And just, you know, see if there's a pole studio, just so you can wrap your hand around a pole and take a swing around. But... To do what I do, you can find me on the internet and I teach We're going to get to that, but what's some safety practices here? (laughs) Stretch a lot. Oh yeah, stretch (laughs) a lot. Listen, I would not go swing yourself around a pole on the street that will, you'll cut your hand. So I don't recommend doing that. I do recommend, you know, going and taking a class and, and finding a space where you can be taught how to, you know, engage your muscles the way that you need to. And, um... You know, maybe you have a pole in the house already for some reason, which you is know, phenomenal. Christmas is just around the it corner. Is. Hanukkah <laughs> is just around the corner. I say put it's it on your wish list. Phenomenal gift. You've gifts. been so good to yourself this year. Just buy it for yourself. <laughs> yes. And go take a class. And go take a class. So season three, Sam, has been all about the comeback after divorce. Would your comeback story be the same if pole dancing wasn't part of the equation? Oh, No. I don't think so. I mean, it's hard to answer that question, actually, honestly, because I've been doing pole dancing for so long. It's been such a part of my life. But as I said before, I I think divorce was made possible because of what I've learned about myself. So the comeback is, yeah, dancing in my own freedom and finding pleasure in my freedom. And I guess knowing that if I can climb a pole and go upside down in midair, I could probably handle doing a divorce. Which I mean, have, which have, I have, which you have, 
they're not the same. But they're not the same. But there is strength. But one, I have yes. to have faith and strength in myself, right? Absolutely. Or I'll fall. Absolutely. Yeah. And she's soaring. She's soaring on the pole <laughs> and in real life. I'm a witness to it. What is uh, your website? Please share. TheSweetSpotLife.com. The Sweet Spot. Ooh. Yeah. It's delicious. And are you on social media? I am. I'm on Instagram, The Sweet Spot Life, and Samantha Fisher on Facebook. I'd love to see you all. And what is something on the horizon in 2023 that the listener could look forward to with you? Oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm committing to a weekend experience, a, a weekend women's weekend event with me in 2023. Okay. Well, I'm going to be there. Yeah. I can't wait. Yay. All right. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank this you. This has been, I knew it would be such a delicious conversation <laughs> and you. very empowering and very insightful. Thank you so much for Amazing. being part of the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Two words are coming to mind after that fantastic conversation with Sam and they are poll party. Are you in? Are you in? I'm going to figure out how we can do that virtually with Sam. That would be so fun. Okay. Stay tuned on that. And if you enjoy today's playful episode, I would love it if you would leave a review on Apple iTunes or whatever platform you listen to your podcast on. And of course, check out the show notes for all of Sam's goodies, her website, and the link to the documentary, Strip Down, Rise Up. I cannot recommend it enough. Okay, it's time to top off this powerful conversation with a comeback tip. Say these tips to happiness. All right, today we are going to talk about getting uncomfortable in this comeback tip. And you're thinking, Sadie, divorce has already made me feel so uncomfortable. I want you to hear me out. Just hear me out. I get how it's challenging to move forward at the start of your comeback journey. You might even feel stuck after making a little progress. I can relate to that. It's frustrating. But a great way to motivate yourself is to do something new that makes you uncomfortable. Doing something that forces you to interact with new people or experiencing something new can help you grow and focus on what you'd like for your next chapter. And, you know, it turns out discomfort, it's kind of like a growth fertilizer. I know, it's pretty cool that way. And you don't have to take a pole dancing class to achieve those feelings of discomfort, but I think you should try it at least once. But you could also try, you know, a poetry class or taking a solo trip to somewhere you've never been before. Maybe a, a local wine tasting class or learning a new language or volunteering at your favorite nonprofit. Get creative with what can make you uncomfortable. Think about what experiences can both excite you and, you know, scare you a little bit. I know for me that the very mix of those qualities, they have helped me get unstuck. And I believe that the same can happen for you. From taking on some small, uncomfortable experiences, you're going to cultivate some growth. And, you know, we all love growth. And repeatedly pushing yourself every day a little bit, just a little bit outside of your comfort zone. It's going to stimulate and fertilize more courage. Studies show that getting uncomfortable actually makes you mentally sharper. And at this stage in life, I mean, we all could use a little bit of help there. And it also creates a strong foundation of confidence, which is so spicy. I want you to flourish on your comeback journey. And in order to flourish more, you got to get uncomfortable. But I know you've got this. And remember, it's all part of your comeback. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and of course, review the podcast. And I want you to be part of this Life After Divorce community by following me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and TikTok at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net, to download Sadie's 8 Tips to Happiness. You'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. 
If you've found value in my podcast, consider being an official sponsor. Email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also buy me a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit buymeacoffee backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two, and I thank you for your support. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I look forward to seeing you next week for another round of content created to kickstart your comeback.